Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-hosts, J-Mac and Jordan. And today's episode, we are going to be going over, obviously, from the title episode, all of the offensive stat predictions for the 2023 season for the Denver Broncos. Super excited to get this episode out and hope everybody is having a great Tuesday as we are recording this and a great uh, rest of your week. Whenever you guys are listening to this episode, whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I appreciate you all so much. Obviously, we just passed our 100th episode last week. I'm so excited for you guys to be on the journey with us. Tears to 100 more. Obviously, you know, we celebrated that a little bit towards the end of the last episode. But before we jump into everything, J-Mac, Jordan, how are you guys doing? How is life treating you? Obviously, uh, summer's underway here in uh, June. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. Can't really complain. Um, summer's going great, so can't really complain. Great. I'm doing good too. Summer's going good. Watch the NBA finals. So all good. Yeah. And uh Nuggets and Six, by the way. And uh off to the rest of the episode. <laughs> Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, start things off. Obviously, this is kind of like an early stat prediction. Everything's not going to be uh, we're gonna, this kind of be one of those things where you come back to it uh, and like months after the season and kind of see where things uh, how we did. It's obviously very early to do this. The roster isn't even set. We haven't gone through training camp. So this is what makes it kind of fun. Maybe we'll look make a fool of ourselves after the season or maybe we sit here and look back and uh, look how how like how uh, we were very, very accurate with some of these predictions. So let's go ahead, and we're going to save Russ for the very end of these predictions. We're going to – obviously, everything's going to be skill positions. We're going to be doing quarter, quarterback, running back, tight end, and all the wide receivers. Let's go ahead and start off with the running backs. Javante Williams obviously making great progress in that recovery from his knee injury. Uh, where do you guys see him in your staff predictions? I'll go ahead and start uh, with his rushing yards. I have him at 1,023 rushing yards, just over that 1,000 mark. I know a lot of you guys – guys may want to put him in that 800 uh, or 900 mark for a lot of the fans out there because you kind of realize that it's very hard to come back from an injury like this at a position where it's so easily beaten up in the NFL and it's going to be hard because Javante we've mentioned on this podcast many times he lives off contact that's what it makes his game so that's basically where his skill set lives so um, I have him over a thousand yards I think he's gonna have a really really good year he's gonna even surpass that 900 mark that he had sharing snaps with Melvin Gordon I think he's gonna be more of a running back one than he was in that split snap count with Melvin Gordon. I think he's honestly, I think Samaj Piran is going to take a backseat to him. I don't think Samaj Piran is going to be stealing snaps from him whatsoever. I think Sean Payton's kind of making it, you know, showing all the hype around Samaj Piran when really Williams is going to be a, a dog for us. I also, to pair with that 1,023 rushing yards, I have him at eight rushing touchdowns and 4.1 yards per carry. So around that four-yard uh, average, um, just like the last previous two seasons with the Broncos. And then as for Samaj Piran, who I just mentioned, I have him at 347 rushing yards off that Free uh, off that fresh two-year, seven and a half million dollar deal. I have four rushing touchdowns as well to pair with three point nine yards per carry and one hundred eighty-nine receiving yards. I think he's going to have a bigger impact in the receiving game out of the backfield more so than Javante Williams. J Mac, what do you have for this uh, running back room? Obviously, we can't really predict the third spot, so we won't go over like maybe Tony Jones Jr. or Tyler Beatty and what uh, what's. And, and whatnot, and then obviously Demario Crockett got uh, he got actually waived, so he is not in the discussion for that anymore. But J Mac and uh, Jordan, what do you guys have for Javante Williams, Samaj Piran in twenty twenty three? Oh, for Javante, well, you know he's obviously going to be the lead back, um, and it looks like he's going to be playing week one, so he's going to be kicking things off. Um, honestly, I, I kind of went around the same number as you did, Amir. I went um thousand and forty rushing yards, um, 
I went with 10 total touchdowns, four um, four receiving touchdowns, and I gave him 4.8 yards to carry. Around receiving yards, it's kind of hit or miss with receiving yards. I gave him between 230 and 300. I don't think he's going to be that crazy in the passing game. But, yeah, um, I gave him around 1,000 uh, – I'm sorry, 1,000 – 1,040 yards rushing, 10 total touchdowns, and 4.8 yards of carry. Um, as far as Piron goes, typical, like, second string back, you know, come in most plays because Javante is going to be a lead back. I think he's going to have an insane breakout year. I gave Piron uh, 488 yards. That could definitely go up to 500, though. Um, I gave him two uh, receiving touchdowns, seven total touchdowns, and I gave him around 3.9 yards of carry. Yeah, I mean, for, for Javante, I mean, uh, he's going to have a breakout year of champagne. No, no question about it. I'm glad that he's going to be able to play week one. Uh, actually, I think I have the highest uh, rushing yards total out of the three of us. I got him over 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, I think uh, champagne's going to yeah. pound the rock with Javante. I got him carrying over 4.6 uh, carry. And uh, the touchdown total might uh, surprise you, but uh, you know, near those goal line situations, you know, we're going to have to pound the rock, and I think our big boys up front are going to have a good year. So I got him my 11 touchdowns, 11 rushing touchdowns. I like it. I like uh, it. He's a, he's for sure going to be top five in that category uh, among run, running backs. Um, he's going to have the same amount of receiving yards he did in 2021, around 350 I got him. Uh, but I do think he's going to have around four touchdowns receiving. I think he's going to be explosive out of the backfield uh, receiving-wise. And then for P, P. Ryan, just a, a typical backup running back, um, have him over 350 rushing with over two touchdowns. Uh, I, I even have him catching one touchdown as well because you never know a champagne and the running backs coming out of the backfield and uh, over 150 uh, receiving for a P run too. Yeah, and and for everybody out there, and I, I love the predictions, by the way. Javante Williams, obviously, dog. Um, for everybody out there, it's going to be tough for Javante to make a comeback and obviously be at full power right away in the beginning of the season. And obviously, the offense together, it's going to take a while for them to click and even get things going. Um, so maybe they do rely on their running game a little bit more than just trying to get things going through the air right away. So maybe... And then obviously throughout the season, they're going to rely on the run game as well and the play action and whatnot. So Javante Williams, I think, will have a huge impact this upcoming season. I think everybody kind of writing him off saying that it's a big stretch to give him over 1K rushing yards. I really I really don't think so. I feel like seeing him right now, he's running full speed in OTAs right now, literally. He see multiple plays running full speed on wheel routes, um, just Individual drills looking really, really good. Obviously, has the brace on his knee. We expect him to wear it pretty much all season. Um, if not, you know, maybe taking it off later. But I definitely expect him to be at uh, full power later in the season. But I think still he's going to have – because here's what I was thinking when I was making these stat predictions. I don't think 1,000 yards is a lot for Javante, actually. I think when he was sharing reps with Melvin Gordon, he nearly got – he had over – he had 903 rushing yards when he was splitting reps with Melvin Gordon. I believe he only got just a few starts that entire season in his rookie year so um obviously he had the four starts last year to start off season before that tour in acl i don't think a thousand yards is a lot for javante and i think that's kind of why i gave him it because of um coming off that tornado i don't think champagne was rushing right away um i think for an average stat line for javante in the nfl it would be around that, that one eleven hundred maybe 1200 yard mark, yard mark for javante i think that's kind of like where his floor is honestly so with this injury i think it's going to take him maybe another year for him to get to that spot but I, I don't think it's a stretch by any means to give Javante over a 1K rushing yard. So that's just kind of my uh, ideology right there. Um, yeah. 
So next we have for tight ends, let's go ahead and start with uh, the big boy, the joker. Um, Sean Payton's next tool in his offense is uh, Greg Dulcich, the athletic freak. I have him at 702 receiving yards and five touchdowns. We'll get into our uh, other tight ends in uh, just a second, but I want to hear your guys' predictions for Greg Dulcich and what do you think he's going to be doing this year statistically in Sean Payton's offense? Yeah, for me, I um how many yards did you say uh you had him getting? 702. Yeah, for me, I had him getting um 845 yards, mm. getting around 64 catchdowns. Yeah, I think Greg Dolce, he's gonna be a big part in this offense. A lot of but I don't think it's gonna be a lot of a little it's not gonna be an insane amount. I don't think he's gonna be in a thousand yard tight end, is he? But I, I have him at 845. I think he's gonna rack in a lot of catches and get five touchdowns per catch. I gave him around yeah, I gave him 9.2 yards per catch. So I think Greg Dolchica, he'll do pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I got Greg Dolchica uh, around 700 yards. Um, I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. Sean Payton is already, you know, talking highly about him. Um, so I, I think that 700 range is, is good for him. I mean, for context, last year we had, you know, Dallas Goddard a little bit over 700 into that 800 range. Pat Fire moved from the Steelers were 732. So I think that's a yeah. good number for uh, Dolchica. Um, I do have my four touchdowns, um, which I I think he can get more, especially with uh, with Peyton. But I do think the wide receivers are are gonna do a little uh, do a little something this year. That's all I'll say. And uh, yeah. you know, with, with Troutman, I just have him like over two hundred yards. Do have him catching one touchdown. I do think one of those play actions will work. You know, one of those uh, weird games <laughs> in the middle of the season. And the man hurts like over seventy five yards. He'll be more of a blocking tight end. Yeah, yeah and there's so there's so many different areas you can you can spread the ball around in uh, Dulcich. Obviously, 411 receiving yards in 10 games last year. He was on pace for 691 receiving yards if he actually started and played in all those games games without the uh, hamstring injury. So he was on pace to have a really good season in a Daniel Hackett offense. So you can only imagine what he's going to do with Sean Payton, and um, I'm really excited for that. Obviously, I agree with you, Jordan. I have him at that 700 uh, receiving yard mark. I have five touchdowns uh, for Adam Trotman. I have actually I have a very uh, uh, on a, a lot lower side, um, I think Greg Dulcich will be kind of like the workhorse in the tight end room, and Adam Trotman, man hurts, will have more of like the blocking assignments. I have uh, Adam Trotman at 147 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Not very high mark for him uh, that much at all. Um, he look he in, in New Orleans, he wasn't really, really getting much over 200 at all per season, even when Sean Payton was there. So I don't think he's going to be like a huge receiving threat in Sean Payton's offense by any means. Um, I really think that's where. Greg Dulcich is going to get most of the work done. Um, but that's not to say that uh, Adam Trotman has a really good year. Obviously, Sean Payne believes him and believes believes in him. But I honestly believe more in his just his blocking ability and uh, him being able to perform that assignment at a high level in this offense. J-Mac, what do you have for uh, Manhurts and uh, Adam Trotman in 2023? Yeah, so for Trotman, I gave him around 223 yards. Um, he may eclipse over 220. I just gave him that because, like Jordan said, it might be a game during the season. He's just, he had, you know, it's the weird game. He'll go for like 85 and a touchdown or something like that. But um, I only had him getting one touchdown. Um, I don't know. I, we might use him in kind of goal line situations, but I think we're going to use Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton kind of more there and Greg Dolchik. Um, for Manhurst, I kind of had him, I may be wrong, but I had him around a little under 50, 50 yards. Um, and I don't know if he'll get a touchdown this season. I think he's mainly going to be in there blocking, maybe put him in some fullbacks, some plays, just kind of like that. 
Yeah, I had him. I had him at 35 receiving yards, and we were just talking before the show. It was a little funny, but um, he's kind of like the six offensive line. I mean, I don't really see him doing much, and uh, if I don't have that, it would be very hypocritical of me to put him like very high in his receiving numbers if I only had Adam Trotman at 147. So I gave him 35 receiving yards, no touchdowns, just like J Mac. Um, so moving on to the wide receivers, Greg Dulcich obviously breaking out for the tight ends now for wide receiver. I have my breakout wide receiver being the one and only wide receiver one he is mark my words he will be a top 10 receiver in the nfl this upcoming season i have him at 1209 receiving yards and nine receiving touchdowns not like crazy number but numbers by any means just because there's so many miles to feed in this receiver room and just the tight ends as well um and then obviously samaj p ran out of the backfield is going to get me getting love as well um i have him at 1209 receiving yards nine touchdowns Cortland sutton i have him and this is like i really wanted to put him high up there don't get me wrong this might surprise some people. I wanted to put him in like the 700s. Don't get me wrong, because him and Tim Patrick uh, had 700 plus receiving yards in the same season as well. But there's just, they added so many different players this offseason. You added Marvin Mims and Marquez Callaway, and then Lil Jordan Humphrey, KJ Hamler still battling for spots. I have Cortland Sutton at 591 receiving yards uh, only, and then three touchdowns. Tim Patrick right behind him. I have him at 556 receiving yards and four touchdowns. My whole reasoning for this is I just feel like Jerry Judy is going to be the guy that they feed all season and injuries are really going to have to get over the hump with that. Um, don't get me wrong, but I, there are just too many miles to feed. You can't be sitting here saying that Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick are all going to get you over 800 uh, yards. I mean, if you really think uh, what's his face, Russ is going to throw for over 4,500 yards, which by the way, he's never done in his uh, NFL career. He's actually never even gotten over 4,200. Um, he's done. He barely got over that two seasons. So it's going to be hard for me to really, uh, you know, agree with people that believe he's going to have an insane season over 4,300 passing yards. All these wide receivers go for nearly a thousand. It's just, it, I really <laughs> struggle to believe that. And it was very hard for me to put Cortland Sun super high just because I believe that Tim Patrick is a better receiver than him actually. Um, so I think they're going to be like neck and neck in uh, terms of receiving yards. Um, that's where I just stand on things. I think Tim Patrick is a better fit in this offense, but at the same time, I could see Cortland Sutton having kind of like a Michael Thomas type role in Sean Payton's offense. I don't really believe that's too fair of a comparison, but I think that, that's how I think see things schematically. Um, Marvin Mims Jr. I, I man, I really wanted to put him high as well. I wanted to put him in the 400s, but I actually only have him at a 339 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Nothing crazy by any means, but like I said, I don't really see Cortland, uh, Russell Wilson going for a lot of uh, passing yards. Um, we'll get to that at the very end. Um, you have to stay uh, stay to the end for that. But um, And then I have uh, Marquez Callaway at 187 receiving yards and just one touchdown. I mean, look, I call this one of the most underrated uh, moves by the Broncos this offseason. I still think Callaway is a really good player, but there's just, like I said, there's too many mouths to feed in this wide receiver room. This wide receiver room quickly went from one of our weakest positions to one of our strongest, like in just the span of an offseason. So um, I have him at 187, just below 200. And then at the very end, I mean, this is kind of one of the toss-ups, but I only have Lil Jordan Humphrey. Obviously, we uh, did our 53-man roster prediction. I have him at 55 receiving yards, just being primarily a special team uh, special teams contributor. I don't have him doing too much in the receiving game just because I think he's going to be one of our spe uh, best special teams players, in my opinion. J-Mac, where do you see things at the wide receiver room and their staff predictions? 
Well, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> um, it's a little bit different from yours. I'm gonna say that um, for Jerry Judy, of course, wide receiver one, I have him absolutely breaking out. I had him at 104 catches, um, 1,170 yards, and around that eight touchdown mark. I didn't want to give him the kind of 10 touchdown, 100 catches, and I don't think he's gonna be that crazy. But I think he's gonna be somewhere close. I think he's gonna get the ball a lot. And I think that Broncos are just going to force feed him, especially in the short yardage game, one-on-one situations. I think Sean Payton is going to love him. Um, for Quillen Sutton and Tim Patrick, I kind of had them around the same numbers. Um, I had them both getting around like 55 to 60 catches each. Um, I had them both going for, I had Corlin Sutton at 712 yards, Tim Patrick at 100, and, I'm, I'm sorry, 100, uh, 720 yards. I had Corlin Sutton getting six touchdowns and I had Tim Patrick getting in nine. I think Tim Patrick's career high touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I had him getting the same thing. Uh, for Marvin Mims, um, it was kind of tough for Marvin Mims. I think he'll be involved. Um, I don't think he's just not going to really get the ball that much. I think he's going to come in as the four-string wide receiver. So, I had him around 43 catches. Um, kind of tough here, but I gave it to him. I gave him 570 yards. I think that's a good estimate of what he'll get. Um, and I gave him two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, you know, this is going to be my favorite segment, and everyone knows why. It's Jerry Judy. <laughs> and listen, I am going to uh, – when I say these stats, I am going to compare it to someone that did similar numbers last year. That's why people can have, you know, somewhat of a comparison to go off of. Uh, that's why, you know, I don't get trolled or whatever. But uh, for Jerry Judy, I got this man having over 1.3 receiving yards and seven touchdowns, Ooh. which is – very similar to Jalen Waddle and what he did last year. So I got him over 1,307 touchdowns. Like you guys said, he's going to be the main vocal point in the receiver room. Those short yardage situations are going to be amazing for him. I do think he's going to play all 17 games. think the health is going to be a big part of his success. Uh, so that's what I have for wide receiver one. For Cortland Sutton, I have him over 800 receiving yards. And I have him for six touchdowns. Uh, this will be compared to Mike Williams and what he did last year. Um, I do think Cortland Sutton is going to take on that Michael Thomas role. Um, and I think he's going to have a better better year, obviously, than last year. And I think, uh, you know, he's going to prove some doubters wrong, as uh, people say. And uh, for Tim Patrick, I think he's going to have a little Adam Thielen type year uh, coming off his injury. I think he's going to be a big part. I think Sean Payne's going to love him. I have him for four touchdowns and over 600 receiving yards. Um, you know, TP, if he's uh, if he goes back to his old ways, this offense is going to be uh, very, very good. Marvin Mims, have him over 375 and uh, two touchdowns. And then for Callaway, I got him for no touchdowns, unfortunately. Uh, but I got him for over 175. Okay. Um, so that leaves us, obviously, all, all over wide receivers. Then that leaves us with uh, QB1, Russell Wilson, looking to have a huge bounce-back season. What do we see for Russell Wilson this season? I have him at roughly uh, 3,900 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, and 66.5% completion percentage. You look at Drew Brees and what he was doing all those years with Sean Payton, his completion percentage immediately jumped with Sean Payton. It was always in the late 60s, early 70s. Not to say that Russell Wilson's 
going to replicate that. But I think you're going to see a massive jump from what we saw last year to this year, obviously, with Sean Payton. So I'm at 66.5. I don't think it's going to be like 69, like what Drew Brees was doing, like 70. But I think it's going to be around like 67, 60, maybe 68. But um, just because this team's going to be... I really, and this is where I, f- I feel like I'm kind of disagreeing with you guys. I feel like we're just going to be like a lot more of like a run heavy team than uh, de- delicating all that, uh, all that to the wide receivers and receiving game. That's just kind of where I see things. And I feel like that's going to make things a lot more easier for Russell Wilson to make him a lot more uh, accurate in result. Okay. Yeah. So for Russ, I had him around, I had him going for 4,140 yards. I had him going for 33 touchdowns, eight interceptions and a 67% completion percentage. Um, I don't think Russ is going to be like Peyton and throw for like 55 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. But uh, I don't know if he's not going to throw in crazy amount of touchdowns like Mahomes, but I do expect him to get a lot of yards. But Javante and P. Ron are going to be guys that cap it off in the end zone uh, most of the time. So for Russ, I mean, I don't think he's going to win MVP, but I think he'll – I haven't won a comeback player of the year, um, but I think Russ will have a good season. Yeah, I mean, I have some similar numbers. Uh, I mean, Russ – Comeback player of the year is a uh, bold statement, especially with how they even rank who come back. And I mean, he's not going to be coming back from an injury, but I do get your point because the NFL is like that now. Because like a real comeback player of the year is, would be like a Javante Williams who can really win comeback player yeah. of the year. But yeah, nah, yeah, I understand, just... J-Mac. I mean, knowing the NFL, they can probably give it to Russ. Um, and especially with the numbers I have him at, I have him over 65% uh, completion percentage. Um, I have him around... 4.5K passing yards. And now that may seem like Ooh. a lot, but let me compare it to some of the guys last I year. I had a lot. <laughs> and I'm going to compare it to some guys last year that, uh, you know, okay. shed some light. So, you know, Geno Smith, uh, a popular guy in uh, Denver because of the trades and all that and how he performed and stuff. He had over 4.5. And, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a solid year. He had over 32 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Um, so I think he's going to have like a Geno Smith type number from last year. You know, Jared Goff had 4.4. Um, Aaron Rodgers almost went over four. Jared Goff had 4.4, like I said. So I think Russ is going to have between those numbers. Um, with touchdowns to interceptions, I got 29 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Um, I do think the interceptions are going to happen more early in the, in the season, just getting used to the system and stuff like that. And, uh, and I would mention, I, I did include this stat uh, just for the passing yards because it may seem like a lot. So I have my 4.5 passing yards, but the reason why is because his yards per attempt is going to be at 7.9. And the reason why I say that is because you know a quarterback is performing good with his yards per attempt, and I think that's going to be a major, major part in his success. And you can tell with all the good quarterbacks from previous seasons their yards per attempt are usually around seven to eight, maybe even higher. And I do think Champagne is going to get that yeah. long ball going with Russ, and that's why I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, 29 yeah. touchdowns? Yeah, 29. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 29 touchdowns. Man, I, I – I think I don't think anybody any of us would want to disagree with that at all. Um, I would love to see Russ go off like that. And I mean, shoot, if Jerry Goff can do it, I would love to see Russ do it. And um, I, I, it's just with me, and I kind of mentioned it, I already reiterated uh, to this. 
I just feel like Sean. I just feel like Sean Payton is going to have Russell Wilson being more of that play action t- uh, type quarterback. It's not going to be more so more so through the air in the offense. I feel like, just in my opinion, um, with his uh, stat predictions, I have him at roughly uh, just over thirty nine hundred passing yards, twenty six passing touchdowns, uh, nine interceptions, the six six point five percent. Like I mentioned, um, I, I just feel like it's not going to be huge passing numbers by any means. Um, this one another thing that we were talking about, like Cortland Sun, Tim Patrick, those are two like the biggest X factors. And Jerry Judy's obviously a huge X factor, but that's gonna really play into like how much Russell Wilson's numbers are gonna look this upcoming year. Like, will Tim Patrick jump uh Cortland Sutton to be like this 800 900 yard maybe 900 yard receiver like we've seen him in back-to-back years have over 700 receiving yards will he come off that torn ACL and just ball out or will Cortland Sutton get over that 900 uh, yard mark and just have a, a absolute ball out with Jerry Judy and they look like one of the league's best wide receiver duos which I think they absolutely have the potential to do that but um with me I, that's where that's kind of where I see things with Russell Wilson. I don't see it going over four thousand. I think they're going to be a run first team, and that's how I see things going. So yeah, and then, look, I would love to see what the fans say and what the comments are going to say about Russ and the numbers I even put out with the four point five. But I, I would put it into this context. Listen, Jared Goff had an incredible year last year, and it was because his running game was really good in Detroit. And I think we're going to have that similar type offense. It's going to be a little bit a little bit more innovative, but in terms of his numbers and statistics, it's going to be a lot like Jared Goff. He was a he was focused on just handing the ball off, but he also had big passing numbers. That's why I had him around Jared Goff's numbers last year. You know, Jared Goff was easily over four point four and uh, had a little bit more touchdowns, but that that's why I've compared mine to someone like Jared Goff, a more run heavy team. Yeah, yeah, I I think also with Goff though, it's kind of. Like, it's a good comparison. I just think with golf, though, he had an extra amount of yards and touchdowns because their defense was absolutely terrible. They were giving up, like, 30 points a game, so every game – Yeah, like, every a lot a lot of their games were shootouts, so golf did have to throw the ball. 4,500 – I mean, I would love for Russ to get 4,500. That would be crazy, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think our defense is going to be that bad. I don't think our defense is going to be bad to the point where we're wearing shootouts every – you know, like, every single game, you know, and stuff like that. So, I think Russ can tone it down a little bit – but 4,500 isn't bad. If I mean, never know, never known the NFL offenses are getting better, so you never really know how the games can come out. Yeah, I think with the additions of uh, Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey, um, I I just feel like I'm on a, I'm on a different kind of side of uh, the argument here. I feel like Javante Williams would have will have a huge season, and and maybe he does have a close to that 1,100 yard mark. But man, if we had an offense kind of uh, similar um, to what Detroit was doing last year with the running the ball, passing the ball, and just total yards in in general, man, that would be insane. I did, but I do 1,000 percent agree with J Mac. I just feel like their defense really made it easy for them to kind of try to play catch up a lot and try to you know making obviously the late push for the playoffs and just they were just clicking things very well towards the end uh towards the end with their offensive coordinator so um hopefully we can uh, replicate that that type of offensive success i just don't feel like the situation is going to play out like that for us necessarily i feel like things are going to be done done a lot more on the on the ground and they're going to make things a lot easier for russell wilson to kind of build up build his confidence back up throughout the season so i think i see him just over four thousand passing yards which i think is still really really good don't get me wrong i'm not selling russ short by any means um and i want to talk about this just for a second you guys mentioned this and i've kind of argued with a, a few people about this and we may disagree you talked about the russ comeback player of the year thing i don't think it's a stretch to say by any means that he 
that he deserves it. He will deserve a big time if he does have a big year because of the injuries. I mean, it feels like we see so often that like, yeah, a player has a season ending injury and they deserve it because it was a season ending we are we forgetting that he had injuries the entire year with his shoulder, with his his knee, with his everything, the concussion. His hip. He, he was playing, yeah, his hip. He was playing through it all year, but because he played through it, he's not gonna he's not gonna be up for the conversation of comeback player of the year. And because he had one of the worst head coaches of all time, uh, that doesn't really qualify him for it. Which I, I guess I I understand the argument, but he was injured the entire season. So, in my opinion. I feel like he should be one of the in the top five discussion for the for the award, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think the NFL, though, that award is kind of turning into a mixture of comeback player and then most improved in kind of the same breath. I think it's the yeah, NFL so just needs to branch off. Yeah, the, if I'm I'm just branching off and do a most improved and then comeback player of the year, because I mean, Geno Smith, like I'm not saying he didn't deserve an award, but it's like, what did Geno come back from? Like, it's not like he was hurt. I mean, he just – he was a backup. You, you get what I'm saying? So, for him to win comeback player of the year is just kind of like, what? Like, comeback – it doesn't fit the definition, comeback player of the year. So, yeah. But, but I mean – The criteria is is changing. Yeah, yeah the criteria is – Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of it's, – it's all over the place. But, I mean, I mean, if Geno can win it, then I think – I think Rush should be able to win it. I mean, you got the injuries, the coaching, like – Broncos were a mess last year, man. I mean, look at the offseason, the surgery she had. Look at, the, I mean, the concussion. I mean, it was like a meme. The dude was on the ground. Like, I mean, we all seen it, but I think yeah. Russia should definitely be in contention because I know everybody, everybody's already putting in money for Demar Hamlin winning it, which he probably is. He's probably going to be the one to win it. But yeah. I mean, I still think Russia should be in contention for it. Think about it. We're going to have two Broncos in the running for comeback player of the year. Yeah, Javante and Russ. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's yeah. not a, that's not bad. That, that that would that would be dope and that would be really cool if one of them won it and they kind of got to share the trophy or take a picture with it and i'm sure russ will be a very a big class act by doing that if he does win the award clip and this. just know clip it clip it Amir. Clip exactly. This. exactly we need to clip a lot of things from uh these predictions hopefully it's more so on the good side but yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know I realized one stat that we didn't do was russia's uh, was a uh, russ's uh russian yards I think he'll. I was thinking about that last night. I think he's gonna have around like four rushing touchdowns and like over like three hundred rushing yards. Yeah, I was definitely in the same ballpark. I had him at. I think I had him getting around. Yeah, it was three twenty-seven and four rushing touchdowns. Nice, great minds think alike. Yeah, G. I saw Gino have three hundred and ninety-four rushing yards last year. Where did that happen? I mean, I think Russell surpassed that. I mean, especially Sean Payton knew that. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that is fair. Russ's legs came alive at the end of the year because they finally figured out he's still Russ. He can still run. So I think. Yeah. Uh, I, hate, I hate this idea that he's like washed and he's getting old and like he can't move the same. Like he can't move the same, but Russ can still get on the move and make plays. Like we saw it late in the Niners yeah. game, we saw it against the Chiefs late in the season. Like he can use his legs. And he, it's just like he was kind of I want to say he was scared of like getting injured. I feel like the offense was kind of making it more so where he was not getting injured. They were trying to throw him so much in the pocket to where he was avoiding these injuries. And then he ends up getting sacked 55 times, which is like the, one of the most in his entire career, if not the most. Yeah. So it's unbelievable, man. The The whole approach last season was like that was like kind of like a high school football coach out there. I swear to God, just unbelievable. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> any, anyways, 
that oh, rec- uh, that recaps all of our uh, staff predictions for the offensive side of the ball. I'm sure we'll have an episode going over all of the defensive uh, players. Um, let us know what you guys thought about our staff predictions. Are one of us uh, uh, completely full for what we had out there? I know I'm going to get a lot of hay for selling Cortland Sun and Tim Patrick short, but uh, Jordan seems to believe that he's going to get some uh, you know, definitely some uh, good comments from his. But let us know in the comments uh, what you guys think about our staff predictions. Uh, should Jordan take a hike in the Rockies for his uh, staff predictions? Uh, should, uh, should I delete my page? for uh, what I commented on there. Uh, let us know what you guys think about um, our different uh, stat predictions. but um, And let us know what you guys thought about what uh, J-Mac threw out for the offense. But hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, obviously, Broncos news is a little bit short right now, but I hope you guys are enjoying the content right now. Uh, obviously, we just passed 800 subs, so I appreciate you guys for that milestone. If you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow and uh, hit the notification button as well. And uh, like J-Mac said, let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep uh, pushing our episodes. All the support is greatly appreciated. If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys sub, hit the like button. That is super appreciated as well. Um, anything we want to leave out on the episode uh, before we go ahead uh, and cap, cap things off? Just for me, real quick. I'm, I may have, you know, Russ a little high, but you got to remember, Amir, I mean, since I'm here as a new co-host, you brought me into a Broncos-sponsored podcast. I have to say good things about the Broncos now. So yeah. Yeah, Come on. can't always have negative things. I hate, I hate negativity. I hate negativity. Yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it off, man. I think the offense is going to be really good. I just hope it's not one of those seasons where you see a flip-flop where the offense is really good and the defense takes a step back. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think if we can actually be very equal on both sides, I think guys are limited for this team, man. But I think it's going to be really good this year. I and agree. by the way, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton having under 800 yards or around that number, that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. Not everybody is like, we're not, it, this isn't 2013 where everybody gets a thousand, everybody gets 800 to over a thousand yards. Like it, that, that's not going to happen. Good point. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've seen Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy all healthy on the field at the same time, getting actual, an actual good quarterback throwing to yeah. the, the ball to them. So how am I supposed man, to no. – like, it's it's hard. Yeah. Man, you want to talk about those three, man. We haven't seen KJ, um, Tim Patrick, Corlin Sutton, or Jerry Judy all at, playing at the same time fully healthy. I think – yeah, no, we haven't. It's just – it's kind of crazy. I mean, hopefully the curse is over. Hopefully with Sean – Peyton, new culture, new training curse is over, man. But I really hope start of the season we can just have a fully healthy receiving core and just go out there with Russ. Full, just I, I just hope, man, we we're blessed with full health this season because the last few years, man, talk about injuries. It's ridiculous. Yeah, especially the, the this wide receiver room. And it just like one of those three, man, always on the injury report. We can never have the the grace of just having all of our talented wide receivers on the field at the same time. And now that we have uh, what looks to be like an improved Russell Wilson. Uh, we have one of the best head coaches of all time. Yep, I said it. He's one of the best offensive player, call, offensive play callers we've seen. So, man, you can only hope for, you can only predict the sky's the limit. At the same time, like J Mac mentioned, like I mentioned, there's so many miles to feed. So, it's really, really difficult for me to say that all of them are going to have 800 plus yards. I feel like. I, we can come back to this clip after the season. I feel like one of these guys is going to have a little bit of a disappointing year, maybe in terms of what their stats total looks like. Uh, and I, I don't think it's disappointing by any means. Like I mentioned, there's just so many different ways you can spread the ball. And I feel like there's not all these guys are going to have balanced like stats between all of them. I think one of them is going to go off 
and one of them is going to be a little bit disappointing. And I feel like that's kind of what we're going to see with either Tim Patrick or I think Sutton's going to be a, li- a little bit disappointing. And Jerry Judy's the sky's the limit. I think he's having 1,200 plus receiving yards. Okay. All right, so uh, that is it for today's episode. I'm your host, Amir, and my great co-host, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez. Until the next one, peace. Peace.